السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته جمعة مباركة I'm going to recite from Surah Al-Zumar inshallah chapter 39 and the verse number is 68 inshallah أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ونفخ في الصور فصعق من في السماوات ومن في الأرض إلا من شاء ونفخ فيه أخرى فإذا هم قيام ينظرون وأشرقت الأرض بنور ربها ووضع الكتاب وجيء بالنبي وجيء بالنبيين والشهداء وقضي بينهم بالحق وقضي بينهم بالحق وهم لا يظلمون ومفيت كل نفس ما عملت وهو أعلم بما يفعلون وسيق الذين كفروا إلى جهنم زمرا حتى إذا جاءوها فتحت أبوابها وقال لهم خزنتها ألم يأتكم رسل منكم ألم يأتكم رسل منكم يتلون عليكم آيات ربكم وينذرونكم لقاء قالوا بلى ولكن حقت كلمة العذاب على الكافرين قيل ادخلوا أبواب جهنم خالدين 
فيها فبئس مثوى المتكبرين وسيف الذين اتقوا ربهم إلى الجنة زمرا حتى إذا جاءوها وفتحت أبوابها وقال لهم خزنتها سلام عليكم طبتم فادخلوا سلام عليكم طبتم فادخلوها خالدين وقالوا الحمد لله الذي صدقنا وعده وأورثنا الأرض نتبوه من الجنة حيث نشاء فنعم أجر العاملين وترى الملائكة يسبحون بحمد ربهم وقضي بينهم بالحق وقيل الحمد لله رب العالمين صدق الله Assalamu alaikum. It's on. It's Assalamu alaikum. Uh, we have a special message uh, from a partner uh, sister organization and a leader of that. Uh, it's called Muslim Anti-Racism Collaborative and it will be uh, articulated by a board member, uh, Sister Marguerite Hill. And in this time uh, of uh, uncertainty and in this time of turmoil, I think it's important that we have during our jummas an opportunity to hear directly from each other. And so we invited Sister Marguerite to give some comments today. 
Um, it's been one of the most difficult things to do. Um, and during this unprecedented time, during the COVID pandemic, we've seen uh, many shifts within our community um, and thinking forward, envisioning new ways that we can worship together as community and address some of the greatest problems that we're facing today. It is really during this unprecedented time um, where we've seen the country rise up in protests in city after city, in the Midwest, in the South, on the East Coast, and throughout the Pacific, you know, from California to Washington State. And many of us are going to the streets to protest a system that we have truly come to understand as being unjust. And that is very, for many of us who have been invested in the ideals of democracy and the promise of what America is, we have faced those challenges. And for some of us, for example, my own people from my own background as descendants of enslaved peoples who had aligned themselves with the indigenous peoples, the native peoples of this land in forms of resistance, that dream has never been a good one. Um, it has been quite, at times, nightmarish or feverish at best. And I'm here to talk about what does that mean and to provide as much context as I can in 10 minutes time to talk about what is our role as Muslim Americans in recognizing that this deep history, the troubling history of this country and global white supremacy and our obligation to stand up against it. Now, it is important to understand that what we saw on May 25th, it's something that is commonplace, and it has been since the first slave patrols in 1850. It's just now that we have video cameras on our phone that we see the prevalence of black death at the hands of law enforcement. Now, some people have argued or made many excuses, and some of those excuses highlight some of the problems that, um, that we have with anti-blackness and how that's been perpetuated, of blaming the victims. And I would say before we make any of those cases, it's important for us to really recognize that this is widespread. It is well known. It's an established fact. Now, when we talk about anti-blackness, we, we have to understand that the problem of police brutality is a symptom of white supremacy. 
and that white supremacy, we have to go back to its roots, right? And understand it as a centuries long issue. And tie that to the first captured and enslaved Africans who were brought to the shores in 1619 into North America. And what did that mean of attaching black skin or brown skin for real, like when we really think about it, right? Um, and how blackness has always been tied to criminality. And that each generation, that racism, however ugly it is, and that the unfree status of people of African descent morphs. So then each generation, it becomes acceptable in society. A few hundred years ago, it was absolutely acceptable to see the dehumanization of black people and unfree people in this country. And that they too were blamed for being unfree. Now, currently in our democracy, we have 2.3 million people or in prison. Muslims are deeply tied to the story. And black Muslims have been deeply impacted by anti-black racism on a systemic level and interpersonal level. And in fact, the history that we have of understanding police policing is tied to the history of slavery in this country. And I don't have too much time to go into it, but it's very important that we start to read books, Slavery by Another Name, The New Jim Crow, Ibram Kendi's book, Stamp from the Beginning, to understand how notions of criminality had allowed this country to enslave the descendants of captured Africans. And still to this day, it allows for a system of slavery through mass incarceration. And it is now time for us to really think about the continuities to move from what Brian Stevens at the Equal Just Initiative in Montgomery, Alabama, and that museum, such a powerful testament to the connections of enslavement to lynching to the modern day system of mass incarceration, which includes people on death row and the spectacle of black death and lynching. And we all have an obligation in this country to face that, to think about what is the pathway to freedom and that people are fighting for abolition currently and what side of justice do we stand on as Muslim Americans? Now, many of us have stood up and said, pledged that we pledge to address anti-Black racism. But what does that mean? It means a deep commitment, a commitment that many people are willing to make. And I know everybody wants to do this really fast. And we've had unprecedented interest in this work. And it's been really powerful and tangible to see all of the panels. 
but it's really in that consistency as Muslims that we have to really think about of standing consistently, persistently standing for justice, even if it's against our own selves. And that means coming to terms with our own bolstering and holding up systems of oppression and narratives that have impacted Black people. Now our first steps to doing that work is really looking within and that deep reflection, right? So our first step is internal reflection and self-accountability. Our next step is really to do, do that work of getting to know one another and knowing the history in this country that has allowed for the conditions to go on where we see time and time again, another person become a hashtag. We have to do the deep learning and understand the systems of inequality so that we can effectively talk about race and we can effectively talk about the systems of inequality and align ourselves well and not just be complacent or appropriate the language without really being committed to that work. Because we must embody the prophetic ideal of putting our knowledge into practice. While it's important that we do shorter, that we hold ourselves into account, we build partnerships with those who are doing the real work. We have people who have been, finally we must do more as a community to think about our own institutions and begin to do the interpersonal work, the internalized work, but importantly, our own institutions and to think about how our institutions may prop up a system of white supremacy. We must forge forward with courage and consistency because that's the only way that will be anything beyond being in a state of loss. This is really our time when we can really co-create a more just society and to stand for justice in a way that is true to our tradition and true to our faith. Thank you. Allah, 
الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله We praise God and this is exactly the verse that is relevant to today. As they say, it is easier said than done. It is easy to talk about the verse, but how are we applying this verse? And it's in Surah uh, An-Nisa, Surah of the Women, and verse number 135. A'udhu billahi min rajim Ya Iwaladina Amnu Kunu Kawamini Bil Kusti Shuada Lilaiwala Alan Fusikum Awilwalidina Wal Akrapin. And this verse starts by a commandment. This is a command by God Almighty that we have to be persistent in our work towards equity. It is not enough to do it one time, but to continuously, persistently stand up for justice. And then what is important is what we see today, that we have to be shuhada, we have to be witnesses to God, even if we have to testify against ourselves, our parents, and our own community. And shuhada from the first pillar of Islam, shahada, to be witnesses, to testify, this is the es essence of the faith. Why we declare La ilaha illallah Muhammadun Rasulullah as a truth, we declare also the truth of justice and equity. And even if we have to testify against ourselves. And this is exactly the situation that we are all looking at today. As the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to his companions when they were coming back from a battle, he said, we're leaving the lesser jihad and now we're going to the greater jihad and that greater jihad is the struggle against the self. It is the struggle against that oppressor and racist within me. That Satan that is occupying my heart, and that is the real struggle. And this is a time to testify against that. And unfortunately, we have had this kind of racism that has been programmed in us, whether we watch television, whether we uh, are going to an institution for work and see the discrimination, or even among our families when we are told, don't be in the sun too long, you might get too dark. Or immigrants uh, and our families who have come from overseas that have been programmed with colonialism that the white European leader is the master and the rest of us are just subjects and slaves for that master. This is a serious issue that needs de deconstruction analysis and programming and that, that is why our Islamic Center is doing that exactly. The other part of the verse that I think is really important that talks about our whims and desires. Do not give in to your own inclinations, to your own whims, to the status quo to just going with the wind, as they say, and then you will swerve from justice. You will not be following this command. 
and indeed that Satan in all in all of us is the same Satan that when he was commanded by God in Surah number seven, verse number 12, God asks Satan, why are you not prostrating to man the way I commanded? Satan said, because I'm made out of fire and he's made out of clay. This is the first instance instance of supremacy. Racial supremacy, religious supremacy, ethnic supremacy, gender supremacy, but the problem in our world is supremacy and then we all live under that caste of that hierarchy. This is the real struggle of our life today and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us to be aware and cleanse ourselves and most importantly to be witnesses. The video was the way that we saw what happened, the way we're able now to witness. There are so many other areas that we have to witness throughout our society and we will be called to account on the day of judgment to testify to the truth and it be, behooves us to start working on what we're going to testify and how we will all be witnesses to the truth insha'Allah and so what are we doing here at the Islamic Center and we're following the words of the Prophet. The Prophet warned us of this over 1400 years ago in his last sermon. He said an Arab is not superior to a non-Arab and vice versa and a, black, and a white is not superior to a black person and vice versa. He, he, he was heeding that call at that time because this is the central issue to this day this racial discriminatory structure within which we all leave we, we all live and so the question is what do we do impact the Muslim Public Affairs Council and the Islamic Center of Southern California are doing many things let me go over at least three of these action items and this call to action number one if you go and protest and you are marching, keep marching all the way to November 3rd, Election Day. We cannot stop the march after the protests subside. We have to keep it up and be witnesses to the truth by voting. Uh, we had a webinar with Maryam Ali, the daughter of Muhammad Ali, and we asked her, what would your father say right now? He, she basically said he would say it's time to vote the bums out. Anyone that is not voting for reinvestment in communities, for reform in our policing, for the need for real security in, our, in resolving the inequities of our society, they need to be voted out and we need to vote in those people that represent our values because they are our tax dollars. And so you will get more information on keeping an eye out on these votes, the analysis of the various hearings and who's voting for what and taking a stand as Muslims against any kind of discriminatory policies in our country. Number two, we are forming 
a national American Muslim task force on policing. Policing has to change. There are those that want to abolish all of policing, and there are those that want to do uh, nothing but keep the status quo and create this moral equivalence in it between what's happened in the uprising and what happened to George Floyd and the murder of George Floyd. There is no moral equivalence. And so we will form a national American Muslim task force comprising major leaders from Imam Plemon El Amin to Imam Tariq Akil to Marguerite Hill to our partners here in Los Angeles to the leaders of the Islamic Society of North America and the Islamic Circle of North America and put together a task force to come up with recommendations that we as American Muslims can, we proud of, can be proud of and to be done as a united front on this issue. Lastly, we will have training within our Islamic Center on anti-racism and anti-blackness in terms of what is happening in our society today, partnering with Sister Marguerite Hill of Muslim Arc, Muslim Anti-Racism Collaborative, with Ilm, Intellect, Love and Mercy, and Islah LA, our partners here in Los Angeles. Let me end by offering words of encouragement as we deal with this issue. Islam is giving us the prescription against racism. Islam is giving us the model for solidarity against racism and for reconciliation among all the races. Islam is giving us the formula for standing up for justice and being witnesses to the truth no matter who we testify against, even if we have to testify against ourselves. Islam is giving us these wonderful words of wisdom through the Quran and the authenticated traditions of the Prophet Muhammad. It is time for Muslims, we Muslims, to strive towards those values of Islam and realize the words that we read in the Quran, such as in Surah number 4, Surah Nisa, Verse O you who believe you have been commanded to persistently work for justice and establish equity, being witnesses to God even if you have to testify against yourself or your parents or your own community. Oh Allah, thank you for bringing us together on this Jum'ah and bringing us through the Islamic Center of Southern California and the value that it gives. Oh Allah, let us be a beacon of truth and justice in this time of turmoil. Let us be the light and a beacon of hope in this time of darkness and this time of uncertainty and injustice. Let us give that baton to our young leaders and in being proud for Islam and the American Muslim community. O oh Allah, bless this mosque as it continues to struggle towards your path that has been established, and that is the path of justice. O oh Allah, please forgive all the Muslims and all the believers and all who follow you who are true servants of yours, whether they are alive or they have passed away. O oh Allah, please forgive all the people and heal those who are sick. Oh Allah, please show us the light and the path towards salvation in terms of mercy, compassion, and justice.
وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين أقم الصلاة
Allahu Akbar. 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 Allahu Akbar.
Allahu Akbar. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Brothers and sisters, first I would like to thank our sister Marguerite Hill for the beautiful reflection and our brother Salam al-Mariyati for this beautiful khutbah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them both. Jazakumullah khair. And, and then also I would like to remind you that we are going to start with a new program. It's called Golden Hour. It's a tahajjud program uh, every Saturday at 3.30 a.m. Please join us via Zoom and you can find the link on our website and the newsletter uh, and then this sunday uh, we are going to uh, have tafsir al-quran at 11:30 a.m inshallah and then it will be followed by the the lecture and the lecture will be given by uh, dr najiba sayyid and her topic is going to be peace justice and healing this is a series she has done the first one the last sunday the second one is going to be inshallah um, uh, this sunday and as you know, we have evening programs. Please join us every, almost every evening, like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, we have at 9 p.m. Uh, weekly, uh, week, weeknight programs for your spiritual programs from 9 p.m. to uh, 10 p.m. via Zoom. Please join us. And then also I would like to share with you that we have spiritual and mental health counseling. Uh, so you can find the information on our newsletter and then also our website, inshallah, if you are in need of help, either spiritually or mentally, please reach out. And then I would like to remind you that we have food pantry. Food pantry is every Saturday uh, from 9.30 to uh, 12. So we need volunteers. But at the same time, if you know anyone who is in need of help, uh, please uh, you know, inform them. Uh, they are welcome to come and uh, get the help from the Islamic Center, uh, the food pantry. So. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you all, and we'll see you inshallah tomorrow at 3.30 a.m. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.